Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. We get some big news, some precious news, some cuddly news. Oh, well, <laughs> wait. Oh. <laughs> Take it away, Young Tender. Theme song. What is this? Well, people were guessing. Some said E.T. It does sound like E.T. It see the bicycle like, going into the sky. Yep, it sounds like uh, Macaulay Culkin maybe running down a snow-filled sidewalk. Yeah, Christmas Eve, <laughs> Hallmark movie. Hallmark movie. There's fake snow coming out of the sky right now. Opening oh, credits. They're establishing the scene. Yeah, it's a small town. Hmm. A girl who just wants to live a good life. <laughs> But she's going to come back and marry that hometown hero. That's right. Yeah. She's going to wow. leave that Wall Street exec out in the wind. He was a nasty dude anyway. Now I've given you the plot line for every Hallmark every film. Every Hallmark movie. Thank you. And none of them are correct. <laughs> right. This song is from the movie Father of the Bride. Yes. But the movie isn't about the husband. It's not about the bride. It's about the father of the bride. And one day... Oh, that was perfect timing on that shift right there. Right? One day, that's going to be me. Why is that going to be me? Because Shannon's pregnant. Yeah! Yeah! She's pregnant with a beautiful baby girl that is due March 21st. Very excited. Is there any way she could hold on to May 8th? No. No. That's a long time. That would be a long, long time. Almost 11 months. No you kidding. got that date right, Jonathan. What's that? Share his birthday. That's yeah. why. Oh, I, oh, I got it. Yeah, oh, okay. got I got it. it. My just... birthday's in March, though. Just saying. Maybe. Oh, there oh, you go. Whatever. Hey, it could happen. <laughs> Who knows? Really? Well, comes yeah. just a little bit early. That, That's that, right. A little That's early true. isn't impossible. A little no, early. absolutely. We share not. a birthday. Me yeah. and me and uh, baby young thunder. Baby young thunder. That's exactly baby right. Young thunder. So. Now here's what's most important. Young thunder's already got it planned. That's right. He knows the first thing. He is going to say to his new little bundle, cuddly <laughs> bundle of joy, and it's going to be this. That's right. As of March 21st, estimated, I may be able to say to her at the start, I am your father. She's I'm not going to scream no after that, or oh. that's impossible, hopefully. you know. I'm you, picturing like one of those memes, you know, where you see like a baby's face, and then all of a sudden it crunches, and they get really, really sad. They're going to cry, but not there yet. Yes, I'm picturing that, like what baby wants to hear that voice. Oh. You're going to be doing so much little baby, baby talk. Oh yeah, you're, absolutely. Yeah, you're it's not. So you're exciting. not going that direction. You're. No. She's going to be total princess. Oh, you're gonna, yeah, of course. Sure. The, as soon as we found out it was a girl, we ran over to Target and grabbed girl baby clothes because we were like, okay, we got to have girl baby clothes in the oh. house now. So we did that. <laughs> we set up the first little, not the full crib, but like the first little bed that you know you kind of have up the against bassinet. the bassinet. Yeah. Like so, we're starting to get things going. It's exciting. I'm so happy. I'm ready. I'm, I think it's so. It's phenomenal. I love it. It's tremendous. It is. Could be a lot be of fun. Better. It'll be a lot of fun. Congratulations. Thank to you, guys. you. Thank you. Yeah. How's Shannon doing? She's hanging in there. She's a good uh, a good sport for sure. Because I'm I I see her and what she's gone through, and I'm like, there is no chance I could go through this on a consistent basis. <laughs> we found out that when we found out she was pregnant, she had bronchitis. Uh, so you know, she was already not feeling great, and. Then the cough hasn't gone away, and you know that was in July, and now yeah. it's October. So, so she's she's in really good spirits, 
uh, and she's doing a lot better than she was, you know, when it was really in the thick of it. But, uh, you know, pray for her because I want her to feel as good as she can through this process. And, yeah. you know, she's being really, really great about it, but I, I want her to be able to feel good. So going to pray, pray in a moment. Does she have any cravings? Uh, no, the first trimester was... Uh, more food aversions than it was cravings for specific things. Uh, it, and it, well, I guess nothing weird, you know, nothing, no odd cravings. Everything was pretty normal. But when she did have the craving, if she ate anything else other than what she was craving, she got very sick. Mm. And so mm. it was like, okay, I, I need to have Chick-fil-A. If I eat anything else other than that, I'm going to be very sick. And it was like, all right. So our out to eat budget was a little increased for a couple of oh, months. Oh, tough for you, Chick Fil A. Oh, I yeah. Wasn't oh yeah. yeah. I didn't say I was. You're like, oh, honey, ain't that a shame? <laughs> what a sacrifice himself. Yeah. Who's mad? Who's mad? How were the grandparents? Oh, excited. Cool. Yeah. So, cool. so this is their third grandchild. And for your parents, for, for my parents, the other two grandchildren came from the, you know, my, my one brother out of the four of us. So, uh, you know, it was in the same family. So it's a new kid who's having a, a new grandchild and they were very excited. I, it was funny. We had the whole family over for celebrating my mom's 60th birthday, uh, back in September and so we got her a present. We were like, well, us showing up isn't a big deal because we live 20 minutes away from you. So we got you a present, too. And so it was a grandma sweater. Oh. And she pulled it out. And she was she didn't think anything about it at first. Oh. She was like, oh, how nice, because she's a, she's grandma, a grandma already. Yeah. But then she, she didn't put it together. No. But then she looked at <laughs> Shannon and Shannon's looking back at her and just didn't say anything. And she goes, wait a minute. Are you guys? And we were like, yes, that's what we're trying to tell you. You, you, so, had to, you need to add the again. Again. Yeah. Grandma, again. Yes, absolutely. So, How yeah, fun. they're ecstatic. It's How fun. fun. Yeah. How fun. You're going to be a great daddy. Thank yes. you. I'm very yes. excited daddy. to be. He's going to be busting open the word using that teaching gift early on. Yeah. Now, let me show it. you something here, little And thunder. playing with the toys. Oh, yeah, he'll be playing with the toys. Of course. With a Chick-fil-A playing with the toys already. I love playing with toys. So having her here is just a gravy on it. <laughs> Playing with toys and I get to have my daughter around. Awesome. Too cute. It's really cool. <sighs> yeah. A lot of congratulations coming in for Young Thunder Thank you here. all. I really yeah. appreciate it. Really cool. Really cool. Yeah, Allie's right. Let's get some advice in here for Jonathan. Yeah, the first one out of the shoot is great. Be involved. Yeah. Be consistent. And be in Christ. Yeah. That's Boy, good. Those are That's good really ones. good. That's it. That's yeah, game, set, match. We're You're done right? doing this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Just get, get them on in. Best parenting advice. And if you got a funny one, it'd I'll really be good. Too. Hang on. Uh, she's going to have some cravings. Uh, my oh, bride yeah. couldn't stay away from one joint down the road from where we live. She's like, we're going for burritos. I said, that's 10 <laughs> nights in a row. <laughs> 10 nights. Oh, you really need a burrito? Yeah, bub. I, I, we're, don't don't, we're going right now to get a burrito. I'm Absolutely. like, we'll go get a burrito. Absolutely. Yes. I think she had uh, 223 burritos. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes it's like that. And yeah, I mean, I'm down with that. She, I love burritos. She would laugh. So. She said, it's weird to sing, bub. I have to have that burrito. <laughs> it's so good. There's just no way around it. I have to have that burrito. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, God is good, guys, and yeah. celebrating with you, Young Thunder. You got Thank some you. advice for Young Thunder? Bring it in. 312-274-9624. 312-274-9624.
Well, we've been tackling some things here. Yeah, let me pray here before we go to this, but let me set up where we're going to be going. We're talking about challenges that we face in the church today, and one of the big challenges that we face, we talked about yesterday, which is an illusion of salvation. People thinking they know Jesus and they don't. It's one of the great heartaches for me and one of the great prayers that I have, even while I'm preaching. I sense the Spirit of God oftentimes telling me, let's just We've got some people here that have an illusion of salvation. They just don't know Jesus. And churches are loaded with people like that. But then after we're born again, we can find ourselves getting stalled out. And there's one predominant challenge that we face that keeps us doing that. We're going to get into that in just a moment. But let me pray. I'm going to pray for Shannon, especially this bronchitis, this, this cough. Let's lock hearts, boom crew. Father, over Shannon, we know there's a lot of people with facing a lot of challenging things today, and so I'm prompted to just pray for everyone listening here that healing would come to them, that you, the great physician, would work in power, in power. And Lord, over Shannon, we just ask that this cough that's been persistent for a lot of months now would be healed up in Jesus' name. Lord, we just say it, in Jesus' name. Would you heal her up? Take this away. We know that you heal today, Lord, and we ask you to heal Shannon. Even as we're praying right now, give her relief. Give her great joy. Lord, what's on my heart is that sometimes joy is the greatest medicine on the planet. Let Shannon and Young Thunder's joy just be abounding in these months leading up to the arrival of Little Thunder. And we just thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Pretty cool. Pretty cool, man. Very cool. I'm happy for you. Thank you. So why do we sometimes get stuck in this spiritual world that we live in? We got information galore. You ever notice that? Yeah. Books and podcasts and radio shows and sermons and devos and... (sighs) Goes on and on. Why do we get stuck? There's one primary reason for this. One challenge that we face. Jesus said it at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. One thing changes everything. Your spiritual pit stop to keep you going in the race. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Big announcement here this morning, guys. Have we got an opportunity kicking off tomorrow morning for you? Yeah, you just heard of Founders Week is coming up starting tomorrow night here on the campus of Moody Bible Institute. Great lineup of speakers, lots of sessions. You know, you can't necessarily get here in person. If you can, we'd love to have you. But if not, there is a cool live stream. Our team is a part of the Friday night live stream. So if you want all the details, including schedule speakers live stream options there's even a spanish option in american sign language just text the word live to 312-274-9624 text the word live this is for founders week here at moody bible institute live to 312-274-9624 yeah really gonna be good opportunity wherever you are around the globe you can tune into this we're excited for you okay we've got some advice coming in here uh, let's wade through it, shall we, Allie? Go ahead and pick off a few here. Well, enjoy each moment. They grow quickly. That is very, very true. 0147 says, Jonathan, be an example. 
Oh, my text messages are not loaded Jinky. correctly. Okay, no I think I know here. that one. The, yep. the be Help an example. Be an example for your wife's future husband or my your daughter's future husband. Uh, which is which is so true. I think that's something that's really been on my heart, knowing that I have a girl coming. One is showing her the man that she should be looking for. Yeah. Uh, a Christ like man, man who so can show huge. her her value in Christ and just continue to communicate that message to her. That's what I want. Um, ask for forgiveness when you screw it up. Mm, yeah, that's good. Absolutely. That's mine to you. Yeah. I threw that in for free. And no, it's so real. <laughs> Apologizing no, to you, your man. kid is the most important thing you can do. Cause you're going to mess it's up. A powerful you're going to make thing. a mistake. Enjoy each moment. They grow fast. Yeah. No yeah. question. Read to your baby. Three, oh, book, yeah. three books a day, the more the better. Yes. I love it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. The good thing is when they're real little, you can really help them just by your own pleasurable reading as well. Yeah. No joking. I like it's a, that. It's an amazing thing. Just as long as you're, you know, your voice is going out there. I like that. Yeah, I mean, you're, you get your kid, you open a book. That's one of the coolest things right now, too, is we found out where Shannon's at in her pregnancy that the baby can uh, receive sounds through the stomach. Yeah, and that's so something. So I get to talk to her right now, which is really cool. It, I mean, man, I love talking to her. And so when she's here and actually in my arms talking to her, it's going to be so cool. Oh, Pretty neat. A lot of good stuff coming yeah. in here. Coming up here in a moment, almost fits with this theme here. Drew Dick is a tremendous author, great thinker. And sometimes what he helps us do is just look at the most basic things in life and go, oh, I can do that. Some of you got up this morning, you're like, man, I, I feel behind, feel underwater. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. What if I told you the pressure's off? And maybe God's got some really cool, simple answers for you. He does. We'll talk about it coming up, guys. Young Thunder celebrating little baby Thunder on its way. Giving hope directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. So, Allie, I got a question for you. A little, little pop-up quiz here. Okay. Do you show up to church on time? Okay, come on. Um, <laughs> this is a really tough one. But there are people who go to my church who listen, so they, they'll probably know the answer. I, I'm late to church sometimes. I'm late to church sometimes. Yes. It's okay. I, I feel like I'm put on the spot. Yes, I, I am. I try to be on time, but I am late to church. Look, I get it. There's no condemnation. As a matter of fact, being late, I don't want people to feel like, oh, no, I'm late. And people are seeing feel guilted out because that might keep them from getting there. And the True. bottom line is, if you can get there a few minutes late, you're getting there. You're going right? to get there. There are plenty of times I'm like, we are going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> We're going. Sometimes half the battle's just showing up. Uh, Drew Dick, what do you think about this? You're the author of Just Show Up. Just getting to church is a good thing, even if you're a little late, right? That's what I say, man. You know, you go back a generation, and the average Christian would come to church three or four times a month. That is down to like 1.6 or something. It's even less than month. that. The latest is numbers that? that I have that are verifiable is 1.3 to 1.4 times a month. And you can blame secularization or Sunday soccer and all the rest of it. But yeah, that's plummeted. So here's my position. If you're showing up to church, 
you are way ahead of the curve. That's awesome. <laughs> even if you're late. Even if you're late. Okay, and I, we're probably going to have a disagreement here, Carl, because I, I am late frequently to church, but I got three kids, a 30-minute drive to church. But even on those Sundays when we're late, I look at my wife, I say, hey, we made it. No, we you made know, it. I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. <laughs> I, You know what? As a pastor, I my heart is for people. Sometimes I feel like, I feel like, oh, I want everybody to get this because I know the work that's gone into yeah. it. I know what our worship leaders done. Primarily, we start off with a few worship songs. And yeah. I'm like, oh, we just blew the lid off this joint with this song called Egypt, which is a great song, by the way, that is epic. And I, I think my heart is, I just want them to get as much of it sure. as they can. But listen, if you're 10, 15, even 20 minutes late, get on in here. At least yeah. you get some fellowship at the back end. <laughs> We've got go. Drew Dick with us right now. He's an acquisition editor with Moody Publishers. We're talking about a book he's got out, Just Show Up, How Small Acts of Faithfulness Change Everything. So let's start with the premise. It's, it, Seems like it's setting the bar pretty low. Is <laughs> That's intentional, though, right? It is. You know, and I kind of apply the, the principle to different areas of life, including church. Hey, just show up to church, even if you're late, even if it's tough. Uh, same with spiritual disciplines. Like a lot of people have this idea that for spiritual disciplines, those practices that connect us to God, to count, you have to do it big. You got to, you know, read <laughs> your Bible right an hour that. a day or, you know, uh, master a, a spiritual discipline with a Latin name. And my thing is just crack your Bible every day. Just, mm-hmm. just commit to that opening your Bible. You'll read a few verses. Maybe you'll hit a groove and you'll read a whole chapter or two. But the, the important thing I think is just coming every day, being consistent, and then you can build on those habits over time. Um, so that's what I'm encouraging people to do. A lot of people are exhausted, man. Like coming through the pandemic, still life is hard. I'm in this season, you know, I'm, I'm middle-aged. I got kids, I got aging parents, I got a demanding career. And, but I, I say to myself, Hey, Drew, at least you can show up. At least you can show up. Yeah, that's good. Let me ask you candidly and practically, how has a small act of faithfulness changed everything for you? Mm. Yeah. So some of those small things have made a huge difference in my life. One habit I had um, that was, I think a lot of people have, is rolling out of bed and checking my phone first thing in the morning, right? It's just sort of like, yeah, it's instinctual. Like I'm not yeah, even awake instinctual. and I'm grabbing for that thing. Um, and one small change that I try to make, and I'm not always successful, is, um, you know, getting the, the phone off the nightstand, putting my Bible there. So I'm reaching for that first thing. Mm. Because what I've found is if I don't connect with God, through his word first thing in the morning and I put it off, man, it's not going to happen because I got kids running into my room. I got an email that's, you know, full of uh, uh, messages to reply to. I've got stuff happening. And if I put it off to the end of the day, I'm too tired. and I'll just sit there and watch Netflix. So that one little uh, small act of faithfulness to kind of prioritize reading God's word, spending some time with him has made a big difference in my life. changer. That's good stuff. You confess to sometimes having been an escape artist (laughs) in your life. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Well, you know, I think it hit me during the pandemic. I started uh, scrolling way too much on uh, websites or apps like Zillow and Redfin, those Mm -hmm. housing apps, you know, and I'm like looking at these houses and all of a sudden I go, man, I was talking to my wife. I said, honey, our, our house is really deficient in ways I hadn't realized. We don't have a theater room. Uh, <laughs> we don't have a sauna. Uh, okay. Worst of all, we don't have a pool out back. Yeah. And, and it was getting crazy. Like I, I was, I remember one time my, my wife kind of broke the spell for me because she leaned over my shoulder as I was looking at these houses that were hundreds of thousands of dollars beyond our budget. And she said, honey, we'll never afford a house like that. And I said, not with that attitude, we won't. Um, <laughs> but man, I was checking out whenever I got bored or kind of like, you know, I'm hanging out with the kids, but I want to check out. I just jump on Redfin and start scrolling. Mm. And it was becoming this escape 
thing for me. And everyone has a different thing. Like some people will play video games till three in the morning. I don't know what it is. And it's good to have hobbies. It's good to have an outlet. But man, be be attentive to your life and go, is this something that is pulling me out of my life and away from God? Uh, and more importantly, am I trying to slake some spiritual thirst <laughs> in my life with this escapist behavior that I need to be turning to God for? Well, the name of this book is Just Show Up. We're not done. Coming up here in a moment. Join the plotters. Are you kidding me? This is great. I think a lot of us look at at where we ought to be aiming, and that is join the mountain climbers, right? Yeah, the sprinters, the marathoners running the spiritual race. But join the plotters. We're going to break it down. More with Drew Dix straight ahead. Helping you take the next step in your walk with Jesus. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. Okay, so we think about climbing spiritual summits and running spiritual marathons, but what if the call was join the plotters, the Mm. plotters, the plotters, uh, they are underappreciated, aren't they, Drew? I think so. You know, and it was William Carey who said, I have, I'm going to butcher the quote here. I don't have it in front of me, but he said, I have no special skill or talent, but I can plod. Right. And you see what that added up to in his life. Oh my goodness. Right. The guy did so much found in these orphanages doing amazing things, uh, father of modern missions. Yes. Um, and so I think it's underestimated, especially in our time, because you're right. It's in our time, you know, you go online and you see people blowing up on Instagram and becoming famous overnight. And you think, oh man, did I miss the memo? Like what's going on with my life? But I just want to encourage people just to those ordinary acts of faithfulness where you show up every day and you plod, you do the next thing in front of you that God's called you to do. And it's incredible how that adds up over time. So don't despise the small beginnings. But this just show up principle. How do we apply this to our relationships? I feel like we're living in a time where it's never been easier to sort of bail and <laughs> like flake on people. Yeah. You know, it's that quick text message that says, hey, oh, I'm so sorry. Can't make it. Put my phone down. And I'm, I've kind of released myself of whatever obligation that all of a sudden is upon me that I don't want to do. And I, I see that in myself, that this sort of tendency to to want to bail. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's relationship by text messaging. Right, because Even, I, I, I can kind of a, a escape. What do you, How do we apply this principle to relationships? Yeah, I think it's more challenging now than ever because we have those technological tools. And even when we do connect, like I work from home, right? And so most of my meetings are on Zoom. And it's hilarious because you'll have these meetings. And I don't know if you've seen this, but you're you're on the Zoom call and all of a sudden people's faces even start to disappear. Oh, yeah. Right? Everybody now goes camera personal, off. Just to even look at each other through a computer screen uh, and you start communicating as these disembodied voices. So, yeah, I think it's <laughs> in this time, it's especially important to show up physically for people, especially when they're in need. Right. Especially yeah. when someone's hurting. If you can bring that meal, you can um, show up for the person. They'll remember that. Like when I think back on the hardest times of my life, I truthfully don't remember much that was said to me, but I always remember who was there, Mm. right? Mm. Who actually came through for you. Um, And so when you can do that, it's especially powerful um, in today's day and age where we're mainly connected via text or email or or video conferencing. Uh, And then not to get too theological, hope you guys don't mind. No, do it, do it. People of the incarnation, man, God showed up for us in the person of Jesus Christ. Um, You know, he could have sent a message. He could have texted us. uh, But of course, Jesus had to come to die for our sins, but also to be with us physically and as Christians, man, we got to we got to stand on that hill. We cannot let that one go. You know, you're talking to a lot of people right now, Drew, who feel a lot of shame and guilt over their inability to get spiritual winds built. And I think a lot of that is due in large part to what you've said. 
maybe we set our aspirations too high. There's nothing more deflating than setting a goal saying, by golly, I'm going to do this. And then finding ourselves failing. One of those is that we're not doing it oftentimes in the power of the Holy Spirit. But your premise in this book, Just Show Up, How Small Acts of Faithfulness Change Everything. Let me give you an open-ended vision cast for people that are listening that sometimes these little teeny things that you do that are faithful can actually start the flywheel to great, great victories over time. Mm, that's well said. I love that. Isn't it true, though? It true. is. It absolutely is. And yeah, I'd, I'd say that, you know, using the words of Scripture, don't despise uh, small beginnings, right? Uh, and the exciting thing is, even when we do something that seems so small, whether it's cracking your Bible, showing up for a friend, whatever it is, God, I think, rewards those acts of faithfulness with his presence. He, he comes in and does what we can't do, right? And you see that all throughout scripture. It's a little boy who offers his loaves and fishes and Jesus multiplies it, right? Yeah. Um, and so that, that's the encouraging thing. We, we, we serve a big God who can do what we can't. And I think a lot of people too, when it comes to like your calling, a lot of people feel like God's put them on the shelf, right? And they think, man, did I miss the boat? What's going on in my life? Um, and for people that are in that, that place, I've been there too, um, don't, don't get discouraged. You know, you, what you're doing today, you may not even be able to understand it, but it's going to be used in the future. God's training you. He hasn't put you on the shelf. You might be in training for something that you don't even understand how it'll apply, but be faithful where you're at in your current context, doing the next thing that God's placed in front of you. The book is called Just Show Up, How Small Acts of Faithfulness Change Everything. Our guest, Drew Dick. You can check out this book. Go to moodybooks.org, moodybooks.org. Going from believers of Jesus to followers of Jesus. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, you guys remember this? About four months ago, we were breaking this down. We looked at this last story that Jesus tells in the Sermon on the Mount. And my goodness, man, if you let this soak into you, this is a game changer. Matthew 7, 24 through 27. I'm going to read it with a certain emphasis on a couple of places. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them, action, right? Yeah. Yep. Will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. I think this is one of the greatest challenges that we have in the church today. And I don't mean this in a, in a mean-spirited way. I mean it with a heart of compassion. As a pastor and as a man who is a disciple of Christ just like you, I see this as a constant struggle in my own life. How many of us have read a word of God or heard a message before and we go, man, that is right. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. absolutely. But the right could be followed with, it's so right, I've got to do something about it today. Yes. Yeah. And then sometimes we don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How many messages, how many devotionals have we heard and go, oh, that's mm. true. I'm sure. And let me break it down for you simply here. As I'm getting older, I'm noticing something. I've always had big calf muscles. For some reason, I don't know why. Hmm. I'm hey, skinny everywhere else, but I've always that. had big calf muscles. My head came up like a Yeah, cat. everybody, <laughs> all of a sudden, cat. everyone's awake now. Uh -huh. So I've always had big calf muscles. 
And I think, I don't know if it was because I was a sprinter. I've always kind of walked on my toes a lot, or I don't know what it was, but I've always had big ca- Now I've got some atrophying going on in my calf muscles. Being real personal here for a second. So just let me, let me share this with you because it's got direct application. I have studied this out and I have found that the best way to keep muscles from atrophying Now, there's no way to prevent it fully because as we get older, we lose a lot of the hormones that keep those things beefed up. It's one of the maladies of life, guys. As we get older, things start to break down. But you can stave off that stuff by doing resistance training. As a matter of fact, you don't even have to be born again to understand that if you don't want your muscles to atrophy, you have to have resistance training, Mm -hmm. which is moving heavy weights as God designed us as bodies to do this, by the way, yeah. to keep these things from atrophying. The thing that's going to keep my muscles from atrophying at a rate that I don't want them to atrophy is getting my behind to a gym and moving weight. Mm. It's bottom line. And the amazing thing about the spiritual life is that, and oftentimes we do this in the church, we talk about ways we want preachers to preach. We talk very little about strategies for application of whatever it is or whatever style the preacher preaches in. Yeah, It's a challenge. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. If you took the sheer volume of commentaries here, Bibles, Bible studies, resources, And if you equated knowledge with spiritual strength, we should all be Arnold Schwarzenegger's here, man. (laughs) No, I I mean, can can we just emote on this one for a second? How true is this? And Jesus said it. Yeah, that there would be hearers of the word, and then there would be hearers and doers of the word. And the strength would be in the doing, not in the hearing. Remember what we did about this about three, four months ago? What are the common things that these two different people represented by life on the rock, life on the sand? What are the, what are the things that they both had in common? Remember when we went through it? Yeah. Let's yeah. blitz it. Let's go. Same house. Same, same house to be constructed. Yep. yep. Same storm. Same storm. Yeah. They heard it. They both heard it. Heard it. it. Yeah. Yep. One did it, one didn't. Right. Yeah. And it's, and you didn't know what the difference was until the storm came. That's maybe the, that's exactly right. Hmm. You don't really know until a storm comes who's built to last and has been applying the word of God and who hasn't. That's right on. Yeah. And I think Ali said something important earlier where I think sometimes we can be fooled into thinking that the the working our muscle out is just the knowing portion, just the hearing portion. We do. When we get that information in, it's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm working my spiritual muscle out. But the spiritual muscle has to come with the action. The action comes. I can know how to lift weights, but my muscles don't grow unless I lift the weights. Yeah. And the same goes with the word. I can hear the word, but my muscles don't grow until I apply the word. Yeah, it's really uh, – my heart – Lately, 
I am, I am more focused on disciple making of myself first and others next than I ever have in my life. I feel like I'm hearing the Spirit of God so clearly about this one. But I know this for sure as you're listening to us right now. If you look at your life, you can point to times. How much of this can I share? Let me see what I can do here. I had a man share with me recently, one of our elders. He said to me, Carl, I used to be a hard-headed, kind of mean-spirited guy. He was very knowledgeable in the word. Mm -hmm. I would call him extremely knowledgeable in the word. But he came to a point where the Lord humbled him and showed him, you're not loving. You're not kind. You don't have the fruit of the Spirit. And this man is humble enough with tears in his eyes to say, the Lord broke me of that. Wow. Lord broke me of that. You know what this guy did? He took the word of God and he allowed it to kind of marinate in his soul. And he had a reflective moment where he said to God, don't tell me more. Go ahead and change me more. Hmm. And all I want you to know is this. There's probably, I, I want to give you some great hope. There's probably one big thing in your life there's a reoccurrent thing that if you would submit that to the lordship of jesus christ the power of the holy spirit and go to a few trusted friends and say would you help me do battle with this thing as i apply the truth of god's word to get it remedied that one big domino will kick down so many more dominoes of joy in your life. I know it because I live it myself. I always, if we're going to help you take your next step with Jesus here, I need you to hear my heart. Your next step is not hearing more truth. It always involves applying truth. Yeah. Always and forever. And if we're going to see an awakening in our city, if we just had a modicum, just a modicum of every one of us going, okay, I'm going to church on Sunday or I'm opening my Bible and I'm opening it and I'm going to read it with the eyes to show me what needs to change. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, you think about something as simple as the what many people call the golden rule. Yeah. People don't necessarily know that it comes from right out of Matthew. Yeah, it's do Jesus' un, words. Basically, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's biblical. Think about if every person in Chicago who that. knew that applied it, just that one thing. Revolutionary. How much it would change our city. If everybody who knew that, yeah, there's this principle, and I believe it to be true, that you should do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. What if everybody applied that? That is... Is a that's a fantastic example, mm -hmm. super simple. Yeah. But then you then you start powering through, taking off the old man, putting on the new man, walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, beginning to say, "Okay, God, I know that your spirit is alive and active, like a double-edged sword, guides me, convicts me of sin, righteousness, and judgment." 
God, I'm going to begin listening to your voice more than my own thoughts. I'm going to begin listening. I'm going to start. Oh, God, I'm going to keep in step with the Spirit like you tell me to as I live in the Spirit. All of these little things revolutionize. And it's a, applying truth is a, is a process. I mean, it's, it's a simple principle, but truth, the way we're talking about it, it's not like just one day you go, okay, today I've applied truth, and then you just move forward. No. It's a moment by moment, two steps forward, a step back yeah. kind of kind of deal. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Oh, it's not a one-stop shop. It's not. If it was, it would be. It would be easier. Knowledge brokers would, would have it made because. Right. So here's what I want to give you for a solution on this one today. Really simple. Boom crew. Identify destructive patterns and broken systems in your life that the Holy Spirit's revealed to you. They're confining you to a life that you don't want to live and begin to build a life that holds water by applying truth. I want you to do something really fun right now. What is the one truth the Holy Spirit is laying on your heart right now that you know you can apply to your life? We don't have to look far back. Usually some of those things that the Holy Spirit's speaking into our heart, it's been a reoccurring, you know, he's been whispering it for a lot of years, maybe months, maybe weeks. It was maybe last Sunday's message, but there's one truth that the Spirit of God is laying on your heart right now and you know it. And it's like, just do this one thing, put it in motion. Love to hear it. Text us the answer to that one. 312-274-9624. What's that one thing the Spirit of God I mean, could be simple, could be big. What's that one thing God is lovingly saying? My child, apply this to your life. I know you know it. Now do what Allie said, because is it easy? No, it's not easy. But lean on me and let's do the work of application in your life right now. 312-274-9624. We'll get some feedback here in just a moment. 312-274-9624. The power of putting this into a phone and texting it to us, for which we don't know who you are, <laughs> is a powerful exercise. It is. 312-274-9624. Need a wake-up call? We can help with that. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Some responses to the question, what is the one thing that God's spirit is telling you? Apply this. Getting some great responses here. Yeah, get into his word. I'm not going to use numbers here, but no. this, for every person who uh, responds, many, many more would give the same answer. Uh, casting anxiety on him, stopping the mindless hours, watching TV to, so that I could spend time with him. Abide in me. Uh, trust. Stop drinking alcohol. Be bolder at witnessing, discipline, letting the joy of the Lord be my strength, forgiving people, not just hearing the word, but applying it to demonstrate love more than just saying it. He wants me to get better at managing my time, guarding my heart and mind vigilantly, beginning to trust and then obey. This is really cool, isn't it? Yeah. 
Here's what's amazing. This is the tip of the iceberg responses that we're getting here. I know right now a lot of you don't take the time, don't have the time to thumb in an answer to it. This is all I would humbly ask you to do. Just say, Jesus, right now with me. Lord, I hear what your spirit is saying to me. Give me the courage to walk in it. Give me the courage to walk in it. And then tell him this. Father, I don't want to be a person that looks at your word, knows the truth, and prompted by your spirit, and then walks away like a person that looked in a mirror and walked away and can't remember what they saw. Mm. I want to hear and I want to obey. I want to do what you tell me to do because I want a house that's built on a rock and can survive storms. Just tell them that. And Lord, I thank you for all these people right now that are texting in and those many thousands that can't right now, but they know. They know what you're saying. I know what you're saying to me. And Lord, give us... Now, I want to thank you that you've given us all that we need for life and godliness. Give us the courage to walk it out. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart, God, that you love us that much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What a cool thing here. Response is coming in. Boom Crew, that's what we love about you, is that when you're born again, you have this new relationship with God. It's friendship, no longer servant. Jesus is your Savior, and the Holy Spirit now guides you. And if we can become people that don't just hear the word, but we become doers of it, whoa, Katie, bar the door. And it doesn't need to be a lot, does yeah. it, Allie? Yeah. And coming up in this next half hour, you're going to hear about that first small step that you can take that may be less intimidating even than you think. And God may be nudging you, just saying, just do this. Hang on. Good morning. I'm Jonathan. And hey, let's get you updated this morning. President Biden is taking a trip to Israel. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said Monday during a briefing after meeting with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu that the president will make the trip on Wednesday. Biden is expected to meet with Netanyahu and other Israeli leaders as war rages on between Israel and the Palestinian terrorist group Hamas. Bail is denied for the Will County landlord accused of killing a six-year-old boy and injuring his mother for being Muslim. Joseph Chuba appeared in court yesterday on charges of murder, attempted murder, aggravated battery, and committing a hate crime. Chuba is accused of killing Waidia Alfayumi after attacking his mother Saturday at their home in Plainfield Township. Prosecutors say Chuba had become obsessed with the escalating conflict between Israel and Hamas prior to the deadly attack. Wadia's funeral was held yesterday where hundreds gathered to support the family. Now for weather and traffic, it's Super Die. It's a cold start this morning, 40 degrees, but clear skies. High today, though, near 60 with a partly sunny afternoon. Uh, tomorrow, closer to 70, but a little bit of evening and uh, overnight rain moving in. As we check our roadways for this morning, inbound Eden Solid at Peterson into the Kennedy. Kennedy O'Haran to uh, downtown just over an hour and a half. Montrose on in, uh, that is close to uh, that's close to about 55 minutes. Yeah, Bank 25 in the Express back out to the airport 40. Eisenhower Wolf in at an hour. Stevenson Tri-State 2 uh, Lakeshore Drive is an hour 10. The Ryan inbound local lanes uh, just 
near 18th is an accident in the right lane. Be careful there. We have 95th into downtown is running over an hour, over an hour on that inbound Ryan commute. Uh, Catching up with the drive, we still have some solid traffic. All southbound traffic forced off at North Avenue. And this is with this accident they've been working on since early this morning in the area of Grand. So southbound Lakeshore Drive, everything is forced off at North Avenue. Very much a gridlock. Stay on the inner drive and use that. Nothing major, Indiana. I'm Diana. And there's your update. Super Dial, let's go some sports. I know we got a new QB this weekend. Yeah, we do. That's because uh, there's a there's a pool thumb kind of going on injury there with our Justin Fields. So uh, he got that over Dislocated. Sunday. Dislocated thumb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after our loss to the Vikings this past Sunday. So, yeah, somebody else will be stepping up for this weekend. Monday night football went to the Cowboys over the Chargers, by the way. Bulls have some preseason game. They host the Raptors. Believe it or not, though, season home opener next week, October 25th, they will host the Oklahoma City Thunder. Not our Thunder, Oklahoma City's Thunder. I'm glad I'm not playing. (laughs) And for the Blackhawks, it was a win over the Maple Leafs in Toronto, 4-1. They visit the Avalanche, and then their home opener is October 21st against Vegas. There's your sports. That caught me off guard that the NBA is starting the season. It's like, what is going on here? End of October. What is going on? It's crazy. It just, I don't know what's happening, man. (laughs) And they play past March Madness. Hold it. Into June. Never July, right? The playoffs usually are beginning of June. Beginning of June. The finals. Yeah. Wow, that's a long stretch. I'll tell you this. (laughs) That is a lot of miles on legs. It is. I mean, some of these yeah. guys that play every game, that is a lot of miles. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're and they're oh. playing hard. It, it's yeah, it's an intense season. It's it's intense, it man. Uh, you guys remember so when the Denver Nuggets won the NBA championship last year, do you guys mm-hmm. remember kind of the storyline that Nikola Jokic, the best player in the NBA, oh, yes. was like kind of not enjoying it? Yeah, he, he was wasn't. like, he was like, I want to go home. I need yeah. to go home. <laughs> I and remember that. He came back for for preseason, and they were interviewing him, and they said, Nicola, would you say that this was probably the most fun off season that you've ever had? And he goes, No, I would actually say it was probably the opposite. And he said. We had Why? to play so much longer than everybody else had to play, and I'm tired, <laughs> and I had to make all these when trips. When he came back, he said this? Yeah, when he, this was this was just like a week ago. <laughs> well, you know, he goes home in the offseason, and, and he loves horses. So yes. He like, works with his horses. Yes. And, yeah, yeah. He just, I don't think, he's very good at basketball. I don't, I don't think, think he, he cares all that much. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's really funny. It's when he really shoots funny. the ball, pardon me, because he's a phenom. He's great. <laughs> But it's the most awkward looking things 50% of the time. And they go in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, some, he he moves around because he's such a tall, big, big guy. Boy. How tall is he? I don't know. Seven he's, feet. Yeah, he's got to be seven feet. And, and he's very, very big on top of that, which means that when he's running around, he looks a little clunky. And you wouldn't think just watching him run that he is the best basketball player in the world right now. But he is. He's good. At least debatably. Well, I mean, he's good. Let's put it that way he's, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, he he's MVP, so. Yeah, absolutely. Can't take that from him. No. Unbelievable. Isn't that funny? Have you ever, did you ever go to school with people who were amazing at something and they didn't really love it? I did. Yeah. Where they're just like amazing at mm. something, but they don't really love it. 
And I, I remember one time I was, I, I, it was a basketball. Sure. Yeah. Kid's name was Canfield. Pure, raw talent. I mean, just raw talent. And Eddie told me one time, he goes, ah, oh, man, I'm so tired of playing. I'm like, dude, <laughs> give me your talent. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll, I'll go right. play ball. Just announce. So I mean, come on. I mean, he was a jump out of the gym yeah. kind of kid. Yeah. And... Everything was silk to him. It was just easy. Rebounding. He knew the game. But he'd get done with the game and he'd go, hey, man, where do you want to go? I said, you want to talk about the game? Nah. Didn't, didn't love it. It was a big win, Eddie. Nah, I know. It's just, it was just weird to yeah. me, man. Yeah. It is weird. But it's, I mean, it's, it's admirable that they understand what they're good at isn't their identity. Well, so you know what? That thing. is good because yeah. oftentimes what we become good at becomes our identity. Absolutely. You're right about that. Okay. Coming up here in a moment, you know, sometimes you feel like an exhausted Christian and here's what's weird about this. I, what do you think exhausts us more putting truth into action or just the prospect of all the truth that we need to put into action. The second one. <laughs> <laughs> just my For sure, answer. isn't it? Yeah. Why yeah. is that? Well, because, I mean, if you take in a lot, uh, if you listen, let's say you listen to Moody Radio, and I know many of you listen throughout the day. You listen to Moody Radio, you, maybe you're, you're in a small group, you hear messages there, you do your own personal devotions, you take in Sunday sermons, and you can find yourself with this laundry list of things that you want to want to change in your life. Let, let me give you behind the scenes here. it can feel here. exhausting. I got to give you behind the scenes, Boom Crew. One of the funniest things when I started working with Allie, we're about two years into this thing. And one day we got done with the show and she sets down her headset strongly and goes, oh my goodness, I keep getting all these things that are so great and need to be applied in my life. And I'm getting working on one and then two more pop up. Yes, it's true. And she goes, this is unbelievable. It's exhausting. Every week is so great. These yeah. themes. I'm like, I am still on two weeks ago theme. Yep. And now I've got two more big things in my life. Yep. Right. So oh. if you're there, yeah, I get, I get it. I feel it. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Do you know that God is in your story? I think sometimes we take uh, the, the truth of the presence and power of God, and we kind of move that to the side, and we think, I'm, I'm in this alone. You're not in it alone, my friend. You're not in it alone. God is in your story. The God who saved you is the one who can sanctify you through and through. It's his power and his power alone. And sometimes just having a heartfelt conversation with God right before you go into work or you got to go to a meeting or wherever you're at right now going, God, you see my, you see my failures. You love me. Would you help me where I'm stumbling? Would you really help me, God? He wants to do that in a big way. Believe him for it today. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.